If you're anything like me, you're booked and busy. From family duties and work responsibilities to catching up on your favorite shows and podcasts. Yes, like Wrestling with Freddie, with me, Freddie Prinz Jr. With all the responsibilities we have, it's always nice to have someone in your corner. That's why State Farm is there for you with your auto and home insurance needs, helping you protect the things you love and helping you save money. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. State Farm, proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. Looking to give back this holiday season? Donate to the Army Historical Foundation. For 40 years, the Army Historical Foundation has ensured our nation never forgets the sacrifices of those who serve. As the Army's nonprofit partner, the Foundation constructed the National Museum of the United States Army. The Foundation's work also extends beyond the museum's walls, restoring artifacts, touring historic battlefields, and remembering all we owe to America's Army veterans. Donate today at armyhistory.org. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. The Custard TV Podcast with all three members of the original team. I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website in question, thecustardtv.com. Gary is in the London area and he sounds like this. Hello. How and are Matt. You? I'm sorry. Oh, you don't, so, you've spoiled that already. <laughs> sorry. And well, Matt. Yes, I, I, Hi. And Matt is standing oh, like that. <laughs> I did it. It was going so well. Worst intro ever. <laughs> Luke, Gary, and Matt. This could be a podcast. A podcast. Don't you have to be some sort of whiz kid to do those? Uh, definitely not. Anyone with a computer can make one. Talking telly. Use your ears and trust them. This is the Custard TV podcast. Yes, that would entertain me briefly. From thecustardtv.com. I have been told, because we've not been together for a while in the podcast land, there are two anecdotes not relating to TV that will start this week's podcast. Hold on to your hats. I will go first as editor and runner. Tomorrow, I'm going out shopping for no reason other than I need to spend a load of tenors that next Thursday will be out of circulation. Uh, although apparently you can still donate them to charities after the first of March. I thought that, Gary. I'm talking about spending. <laughs> I wasn't it for suggesting Oxfam new... or anything. No, yeah, no, no, God, no. <laughs> How many ten pound notes have you got? I mean, that's very private, and I could be robbed. But I've got about eighty quid in these tenors. Basically, have you been given ten pounds for the last eight years by a relative, and you've thought, "Ah, oh, stuff it. I'll just stick them <laughs> yeah. away." Is that what it is? No, it's, it's, like, it's like it is like old birthday and Christmas money that. You get, and you're thankful for that. Really, you don't. Need. I mean, I probably spent a tenner all the time, every you know, every couple of days. But I don't think, but because this you don't is think hard of those cash. Tenors. Yeah, I don't think of the hard cash because you don't think of that really. So I'm I've so, got to go and spend it. I kind of forgot my um my my uh, pin number a couple of weeks ago oh. on my way back from Glasgow because it suddenly occurred to me I hadn't used my pin number in a long time because of contactless. So you uh, you limit yourself to thirty pound a day. Well, no, but spend. I don't. I don't spend apart because I do online food shopping, so I yeah. don't buy anything that's more than thirty quid. Rarely, but thanks to our, our knowledge in the postal um, service, that they will still accept your tenors after the deadline of March the first. But does that include uh, traditional post offices or just those in in, in WH Smith where Matt works? Uh, over to Matt for more details. 
I think all post offices. <laughs> okay, but we'll hold you to that because yeah. I might only spend. I, I said I think. Okay, well, it's still it's legal legally, tender. It's, it's not, a, well, no, but it's not a legally binding contract. Oh, and by the way, I will let you know this time next week what I spent the, the tenors oh, yeah. on. So that's the reason to come back, if nothing else. <laughs> well, yeah, crikey. This is also a good reason to come back next week. I'm going to do something next week that I haven't done for 25 years. He's going to have a shower, people. Love yours. Uh, I'm going to have a driving lesson. Is toadless uh, people allowed to drive? That's the well, I, I will find out. Well, I've, I've, they've given me a li- they've given me a provisional license. I didn't have to. I didn't at any point have to declare I don't have a toe because it doesn't affect driving. I assume. I mean, you don't drive with yeah. your toe. You drive with your foot. Is- my dad is no longer able to drive, so he has a car, and I could use it. So you know, the cost oh. of buying a car is probably the biggest expense when learning to drive. So I won't have to do that. But if anyone from like really is listening, or Dave, this yeah. is a this is a TV oh, show, yeah. driving school, like, twenty eighteen. Em- <laughs> that embarrassing body's driving school. It's it, it, it's it's yeah it's 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 uh, disabled. Uh, it's you know there's also a disability involved. I mean surely I that's that. I should be winning some sort of national television award for that. If you were from Essex, that would be a whole oh, reality show. Created. I could do it in an Essex accent. Would that help? Is it? Is it something you're nervous about or keen to do? A bit of both, I think. I think I, I, I always see. I, I failed my driving test when I was eighteen, and then never bothered to redo it. But I always thought I can drive. Just the law that doesn't let me. Now I'm more sort of like, okay, I need to learn. <laughs> you know, I played enough Gran Turismo at the time, and I thought I could drive. Let's see whether Gary and all of his neighbours and just general pedestrians in the yeah, area. Yeah, if you're of thinking Cat- of avoiding Catford between the hours of five and seven next week, probably a good idea. You know that friend of your brother's, Matt? You might want to give him a bell. Yeah, yeah just give him a heads up. Yeah. He has a nine-month-old daughter as well. Well, I'll avoid... I'll avoid <laughs> oh, he's <buggies>. gone dark! <laughs> I'll avoid buggies, tell him, all right? For the first <laughs> You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. All we do on this podcast, basically, is talk TV from now on. You've had your insight into our lives. You will have it no more. Um, (laughs) On this week's podcast, we are very documentary heavy, plus the return of Gary Goes West, some US shows that we've all seen this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. There was a Gary Goes West in the last episode. I heard it. You mean, oh, it's yes. the return of, you mean it's the return of Gary on Gary Goes West? Let's all relax as the, as we return to norm and the planets align and everything goes back to normal as Just Gary goes west. Yay. A spin-off from the Big Bang Theory that has been coming to the UK for a while. It's sort of halfway through in the States. It's Young Sheldon. I feel like I don't really need to explain a lot of this because if you're a fan of the Big Bang Theory, really, they've kind of alluded to kind of Young Sheldon's life a lot. So obviously, being a child genius prodigy, he he you know, was accelerated through years. So he was going to high school at age eight. He was at university age 13. Uh, and, and they've been very clever with their casting. So the real-life daughter of the woman who plays Sheldon's mother in The Big Bang Theory is playing his mother in this show. Laurie Metcalf. And therefore, it, you've got that good kind of link of, you know, you know, she sounds and looks exactly like her mother. He's got a, an older brother, a kind of like a, a sort of like a, a football-playing sort of jock. He's got a, an annoying little sister. Uh, and twin his sister. dad... Twin, twin sister. sister, you're quite right. I think if you've been watching E4 for the last couple of weeks, you probably feel like you've seen the first episode because most of the I, good gags and the stuff is all, all in it. 
because we watched, didn't we, the trailers for a lot of stuff yeah. um, that was coming up this year. And I feel like, as you say, I've seen everything from that like two minute trail in this mm. first episode that you knew, you know, the stuff with the ch- in the church and the stuff with him, yeah, dad's hand at the end. The, the the best thing that E4 could have done, they have done, and they have paired this with the return of series whatever. 17 or something i don't know of the big bang theory i'm exaggerating 11 11 yeah i think so so it starts this this week and you will get an episode of big bang and young sheldon which i think is the best thing that they could do for this i did feel like there was a comedy element but i certainly didn't feel in the same way it hasn't got the laughter track that the big bang theory has no it's it's more uh, well i think we said this again when we watched the um the trailer Mm. that it would look more like a sort of observational piece about a family but it's sort of somewhere in the middle isn't it you've still got these sort of sheldon quirks in there that mm. we know that they're trying to incorporate into this more sort of family like sort of a wonder years type thing that's i was like, thinking that that, that did come across my mind 90s you know um but yeah i mean uh, ian armitage who we who we liked in uh, big little lies is, is very good as sheldon none of the other cast really make much of an impression i mean it was only like 20 minutes long Luke, have you watched any more? Or have you just watched the pilot? I just watched the pilot. It's sweet enough. It's gentle enough. But the fact that you know who this person is and who they turn into, I struggled mm. a bit. I think I think the young cast are particularly talented. I think Laurie Metcalf's daughter, who does have a name of Zoe her own, not, that's the one. Uh, I think she's very good. But I just think there are better comedies out there. I think they did the right... I can't imagine this with a laugh track. I think it'd be horrendous. No, um, no I agree they, with that. They they did the right thing with it, but I just uh, some I just had no desire to carry on because I, I wasn't connected enough. And I, it's done fairly well in the US, so, you know, mm. good for them, but it's not... I, th- I think I will watch it, but as an accompaniment to the week of... Uh, you know, I still watch Big Bang Theory. Uh, so yeah, I think I, I will... See, that's the thing. I think I will watch it, but I won't, like, you know, sit there and, and binge watch or anything. I'll just watch it week by week. As you say, it's only 20 minutes. It is it's very different to a lot of stuff. You know, it, it's a very gentle comedy, uh, which of which there are very few on, the, on on any channel at this time. Now over to Luke, who will take us through a new Netflix series that popped up last week called Everything Sucks. It's a new Netflix show. It has 10 episodes uh, ranging from about 22 minutes to 30 minutes apiece. It's the story of um, basically um, some new people, some new kids joining a school in Boring, Oregon, which is an actual place in Oregon. It seems very familiar. It seems like something you've seen a million times. It's a sort of nerdy boy and his friends. I say nerdy. He's called Luke. He can't be too bad. But, They're all um, in the AV club, though. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, so they join the AV club in the with the idea that it will help them meet girls. That's what they want to do. And Luke <coughs> falls very quickly for camera camera girl Kate, who transpires to be the principal's daughter, and it just goes from there. It is also set in 1996, so a lot of reviewers have complained that it initially knocks you over the head with 90s references, which is a fair comment, but not something that lasts for the duration of the entire series. But what I liked about it so much, and I've seen the entire 10-episode run, is the fact that it doesn't do the things you expect of it. It doesn't go down the roads you assume it will, and it manages to sidestep all of the stereotypes that you know from this 
genre of high school comedy slash drama and everybody in it is such a joy and so likeable and so nice even the parent characters are just fun to be around and there's just nothing in this that I've seen before and it felt like it should be but it's so sweet so well-natured and Gary's only gonna watch one and that's it and I need to know why uh, there isn't really a huge reason. There's no, like, <laughs> I hated it. Oh, for God. I've waited 24 hours to know this. <laughs> I, I know. I'm so frustrating, aren't I? Uh, I? I just felt like, unfortunately, there were bits of this that I felt like I'd seen. Because there were elements of The Stranger Things. There were elements mm. of uh, uh, 13 Reasons. I just said that exact thing. I just said, it seems very familiar. It seems like you've seen it before. Uh, but it goes in a completely different direction than you're expecting. If I tell I, you it's about them making a sci-fi film, does that intrigue? No, because I kind of know where that's going. I kind of would have predicted that they would, because they're in AV Club. You know, I, I can kind of see where they're going with it. You know, they're geeks, they're interested. And to me, it's like, that's too similar to the Stranger Things original concept. There's no, there's no aliens in there. No, though. I know, and I understand that, and I don't need that. I'm not saying I need that to be able to enjoy the show. I'm just saying, I don't know that I want to invest in, in that kind of thing. I, I, I don't know. I, and it's just, it did feel a little bit childish to me. Um, well, they're, they're, and, they're and they're and therefore yeah and no and therefore and because it, it's not and I don't know how much I can relate to being that kind of age in 1996. I I, I would say for one thing, and it is going to be a bit of a spoiler for people who haven't seen yeah. it, and I know what you're referring to is the fact that Kate is, is well is dealing with the fact that she's gay and questioning her sexuality and things like yeah. that. Mm. And I, I I would say the only reason that the 90s setting works is that. It's less acceptable. It was it was still acceptable in the nineties, but I think like there's that scene where they go to the Tori Amos concert. And she sees two girls together, and she sees like you know how she feels there. But in yes. the nineties, you were still getting like, for example, people have made a thing recently about Friends coming onto Netflix, and that's and a good point. Fact, uh, yeah, I, the fact that like lesbian was used as a gag in certainly in the first couple of series of Friends. Every time someone said lesbian, that they laughed. And, and but that's because uh, that was because it was a running gag that that Ross's wife was so annoyed but, with him that she became a lesbian. It's it's a running gag. It's not a criticism. Well, no, I, don't, of, I don't think she was annoyed wait, at him and became a lesbian. That's just well, no, but it was in the story. Wait, explain it. It's 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 a comedic thing. It's every time she says, "Oh, you know," there's that scene where Chandler yeah. goes, "Some wish I was a lesbian," and he gets a laugh, and it's like, what does that even mean? The only thing I can sort of put into the sort of the context of the '90s, I suppose, is that. The, the stuff with Kate, but also, I mean, sort of the low mm. fineness maybe of the of the film, the use of VHSs and things like that. I mean, there's some things in this that work for me more than others. I think Peyton Kennedy, who plays Kate, every yeah. scene she's in is just... I mean, there's a scene halfway through where she plays Rocket Man on the piano. And oh, it just my sort of God. Just like... I and, nearly and, bawled my little eyes out of it, that. It, the fact that she's the actress is only 13 is just like astounding and it's just mm. like Terrifying. the things I, I wasn't so much of a fan of was um the fact that they sort of these supporting characters they don't sort of try and do anything with and then cu- suddenly they're like major to the plot like his friends um well, Tyler I, I and like, I like, like the fact that they they've got a thing where the the 
the friend with yeah, the afro can't well read. Tyler. But they, it's not a massive plot, but yeah, I'm but, sure that... I, I think they should have spent more time with them, a little mm. bit more anyway, because suddenly halfway through, you know, they've got their own plots and things like that. I just wish it would have been a little bit longer, and there's certain things mm. that, for me, that didn't work, like the scene where the principal gets high with Luke's mum in the parking lot, the stuff yeah, where I'm, he's watching... Yeah videos of his dad i didn't think that quite worked it's got its heart in the right place there are some really sort of poignant moments in this a really good central performance i don't have as many criticisms because it came out of left field doesn't happen very often with me that you've seen something you've never i heard about it and saw the trailer but i really thought these people were lovely people to spend some time with and the only issue i have is the title because it's the most. It's one of the most upbeat, positive shows around, and it's Good. called Everything Sucks. And they're not. It's, it's not an about. Title. Yeah, I suppose it is, but it gives the wrong impression of the show. I suppose that. But if it, draw, if it draws, if it if it draws you in, then it's done its job. I think it's. Just I, I'd, have re- easy... I'd have referenced. Sorry, I'd have referenced boring in the town. A lot of people have been equating it to Stranger Things, but I think it bears more similarities with Freaks and Geeks. I mean, I I would say that certainly the three younger characters in this remind me of, especially McQuaid reminds me a lot of Martin Starr's character. Martin Starr in... This isn't Disney Channel, this is adult. Anyway, it's all on Netflix now. Now, with the reviews, and not a long gap because we're doing well for time, it's Matt. Hello! How was I that? don't think I, I finished the, the last... No, I don't no, think no, I got no, through no, the last was... T, did I? That was literally like, bang! <laughs> I think I said Matt, and that was it. Three documentaries. We will go chronologically, because I know Gary likes to do that. Um, Life and Death Row, which was... Um, it's a strand on BBC Three that's been running for, what, Three years now, as Luke mentioned last week when he picked it as his pick of the week, um, that this was the first time that they've had it um, on BBC Two. It's airing on Sunday nights at nine o'clock. Um, it is all set in um, Arkansas in 2017 and tells the story of uh, eight executions that were going to happen over 10 days. Uh, the reason that the executions are occurring is because that the well, one of the drugs that's used in the sort of lethal injection process is running out. The the only sort of um, death row inmate we spend time with here is Stacy Johnson, who's the third man to be executed. We hear about his um, the murder that he's supposed to have committed in 1993. He still claims he's innocent. Um, it was based on the the testimony of the um, victim's then six-year-old daughter. We get sort of backstories about the first two men to be executed, um, Bruce Ward and Don Davis. We hear from the daughter of the victim of Don Davis. We hear Davis's views through like a taped message. But this is more about like the rush to get stays of execution, to get pardons, to get these these stays then overturned. You've got this sort of the two sides of the argument in Arkansas. You've got the governor who's very pro the death penalty. You've got this really sort of um, vocal protest group. And then what I really liked was the like Vox Pops with just general people on the street who had their own sort of views one way or another. It is a very sort of emotive subject. And I think it is really well done here. They give you the sort of ticking clock down to the, the first two executions. You get that sort of sense of dread and 
foreboding and waiting as 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 the the sort of guy who's going to administer it is waiting by the phone for a decision from the the, the grand jury and things like that. I really like this. I like the way it was set out. I like the way you sort of met some of the the players involved and the and the people in the state as a whole. I, I struggled a little bit with this because I think it was a bit long. I, I felt like they were jumping around a little bit during the show. I, I appreciate the, the, the very interesting subject matter uh, and the unique opportunity that I don't think, you know, uh, to, to sort of film this process. You've obviously got that kind of Republican, Christian uh, sort of governor, you we know, saw, very sort of moralistic. And that one guy who was shouting at the protest group on the street wearing the he's my president T-shirt. That's it. But I think, unfortunately, because there was there were seven people to sort of cover, I felt like they moved around a bit. And because obviously, as you say, they only interviewed the third guy. Uh, the first two were, you know, were sort of like their stories were talked about. I just felt like it was overly long. I, I could have done with like 40 minutes, not an hour. I don't think it really sort of held my attention because of the moving around. I don't really feel like I ever settled on one storyline to get behind. I do find America fascinating. I, d- I always did do, even when I lived there, I found it a fascinating and contradictory and backwards and then go forwards place. And I think this showcased it at its most mm. intriguing, really. And I, I think the, the this is the sort of programme that the BBC should be commended for making because the access they get is tremendous. I wasn't bothered at all by the fact that the story moves around and if this was a drama and it had flashbacks and then this, then that, then it would bother me, perhaps. But mm. this documentary, I found all the talking heads really interesting and insight onto something we don't normally see. I'd have liked to have seen the prisoners more and spoken to them, but access is access. This is very different. If you've seen the Life or life and Death Row uh, strand before, these are very different. They do normally talk to the yes, people involved. Mm. Uh, and uh, I w- So you're going, mm, they're like, you're not interested in that as well. No, no, but like... I, I... No, don't go, mm, you know, explain. I don't Tell me know. what's on your mind. I... I, 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 I... He's got us. We've broken him. He's broken. I found it very controversial, but overly. What do you like, mean I felt, by that? I don't know. I, I, I kind of felt like whoever was directing the show also had a message they wanted to give, as well as like reporting the facts. That, that, that well, there was a bit yeah, of a, dra- a, dra- a dra- Yeah, but like that's not documentary style then. That's a little yes, bit of dramatic is. license. Yes, it is. No, 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 Well, no, it it's, it's not... Louis okay, Theroux it's... always has a message. Yeah, but his name's it. on the front. You know it's about... That's what I'm saying. He, I, I, that's I, Minutia I, again. That's Minutia. Has an ad- every documentary has an agenda, whether you think it does or not. It's There's never... That's, just... a, it's a good, that's a good point, I suppose. I suppose just because it comes from the BBC and it's... You know, it, it, it's a series by British in America. I just feel like I wanted to be a bit more detached and, and look at all points, whereas I felt like they were kind of highlighting... So what, their, what's the other side kind of, of the argument you didn't see? It felt like they were saying, isn't it terrible that these people are going to be put to death just because the drug's running out? Well, no, hold on. The bigger point is they've committed crimes which in that country deserve the death penalty and it's never happened because of appeals and everything. And hold on a minute, they still should be going. Whether you agree with the death penalty or not, and I don't, according to the law in that country, they should still be facing death. People die on death row I before they oh, yeah. execute I think it. it's the rush to do it rather than the fact that it's going to happen. I think it's the fact that it's been... But, at the but same then there time, was, 
there was also have... quite a lot in that first episode about how they feel that the drug isn't appropriate and the side effects and or not the side effects the way in which it affects people it's like there was a lot of kind of like oh my opinion rather than medical fact i suppose there you are there are, i was looking for a bit more medical fact and law and what you got was a lot more opinion and emotion okay there you go the sort of the key narrative is the story of stacy johnson but they're also doing these two executions or these two inmates per episode so they wanted to give it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. A little bit of context. They wanted a character who would be at the first execution who was the daughter of the Lady Jane who was murdered by Don Davis. Uh, yeah. Her story was very compelling. I, I, I know what you mean, and Gary, you're someone who loves facts, who loves looking for the logic yeah. in things, and because they were moving, you know, because they went sort of prisoner three, prisoner two, prisoner one, and they moved around, and there was a lot of different characters and a lot of different stories, that I can understand why you weren't yeah. as taken with it. But of the three documentaries, I think this is the one that stuck with me the most. And I think I will watch the others, because I do feel like the the behind-the-scenes storyline is compelling. You know, I don't know if this is a situation that's ever come up before or would ever come up again. More Law & Order with uh, 24 hours in police custody. Um, one of Gary's favourites. Do you want to talk us through this, Gary? Yeah, uh, this focuses on uh, the, the comings and goings at uh, Luton Police Station, but in this episode actually dealt with the wider Bedford area. You get a, a great amount of access to uh, not only the police, but also the victims and also the perpetrators of crimes. They've dealt with uh, forced marriage. They've dealt with drugs, with you know, drunken behaviour, robbery, all sorts of things. But we get something different in this one. We get blackmail. And, and basically someone who uh, used the services of a lady of the night. Uh, and he gets left a, a message, uh, a note on his car saying that unless he drops a £1,000 off in a, a location, uh, that this person is going to uh, reveal photographs to his family, friends and neighbours uh, and, and sort of shame, name and shame him. He takes this to the police and they start to look into it. What transpires is a, a, a wonderful story, which I don't think they ever would have saw coming, where in the end, it turns out that the person doing the blackmail is not only a police officer, not only a police officer that's been on the show before, and even more ironically, someone who was on the surveillance team at the drop-off point where the, where the police dropped off the money to try and catch the person. The show was quite wide and varied at the beginning, but when you got that reveal, the show shrunk to almost like the main detective and the perpetrator. And it almost became like a cat and mouse of the lies and the facts and the evidence that they found and how, how the police deal with, uh, for all intents and purposes, dirty cops. 
Well, I, I also really enjoyed the programme as a whole. The the problem I had was, unfortunately, the synopsis I was given for the TV Week thing I did sort of revealed it, you know, and I, I didn't like that. I wanted to be as strong yeah. as everyone else who didn't know we that. Fe- exactly, we found out as the show went along. We're and can I, I, I would concur with Luke that the on the all four synopsis, which which was quite prominent when I was watching it, has the same thing that says this deals shame. with the, you know, arrest of a copper, you know, dealing with one of mm. their own. And it was like that reveal was so well done that they shouldn't have mentioned it. Part of it, you know, these programs have incredible access. Doesn't uh, This is the sixth series of this now. And I'm still amazed yeah. about what they're able to catch on camera and what's able to make it onto screen. This show and others of the same ilk are part of the reason I find crime drama less engaging mm. nowadays is that the real that. stuff is so much more compelling yeah the i've seen that, that argument put somewhere else. is is even more it makes it even more perfect that it's real because you can't deny it and the reaction of the guy when he was caught and the way that they dealt with him and the fact that he said can i phone my wife and he said well you can but she'll already be aware because we're searching yeah. the house and there was an element of, I feel quite sorry for this guy, and then you think mm. no, and then you do again. It played with your moral compass, it played with your emotions. Yeah. It was it was perfect documentary making, I think. And I, I, I like... I, sorry, I was just going to say, I like the fact that you got... as I, I mean, I don't watch as much of this as you guys do, but uh, the ones I have seen, they do show you like the sentences and things that the, the people get mm. at the end. And yes. I like the fact that they actually appealed the sentence they thought it was too lenient he got 18 months they appealed and it got bumped up to three years which was, which was well it was because it they, was originally... they can't be seen to be being soft yeah. on their own well not not they? not only that but it was 18 months and they all felt that he'd get out at nine i think that was the other issue as well was that it wasn't the length of the sentence it was the length of the well, sentence it was both. he would serve it was yeah both i think that, that there's possibility that even with three years he may only serve two but you know, they felt that, that that the punishment didn't fit. You know, the punishment was too lenient for the crime that he had committed. I found it so compelling that somebody that they all commended was such a brilliant policeman. Yeah. In themselves, was so rubbish at committing a crime himself and got so. I, I, so I, the, the, the most telling scene for me was when they were sitting there with his internet search history, and they'd been given this kind of uh, silly kind of like explanation of oh why I did this. You know, I'm trying to help prostitutes. And, and they just ripped that that bit of paper apart through his internet search history. Mm. And he would have known that. That's Monday's 9 o'clock, Channel 4, 24 hours in police custody. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email. CustardTVReviews at gmail.com G- Girls on the Edge. Have we all watched this, Gary? Yes, indeed. And I watched this after we spoke last night. Okay. Um, this is um, looking at um, three teenage girls who have got um, issues with their mental health. Jade, who is uh, coming up to her 18th birthday, you know, she wants to basically get out of there before she turns 18 and has to then go into like an adult secure unit. You've got Jess, also 17, who has been sort of in and out of psychiatric units since she was 11. Erin was the third girl who was a little bit younger. She was 16 and all three girls basically had tried to take their own life. 
mm. multiple times. It was all to, it, to do with they were all self-harming, weren't they? Yeah, they and they had, had like you know schizo- schizotype personality disorders and depression and things like that. And Gary, you're the person to really go to here because obviously you work in mental health. This was a documentary about mental health, so yeah. I think anyone who has any questions about what mental health is and how it affects people should watch this program. I feel like this was one of the best programs that I've seen that showed you that mental health can affect anybody and everybody. And we should be seeing it as exactly the same as physical health. And at one point, I think her dad, one of the fathers, well, the child's dad said, just because you can't see the stitches, the, the bandages and the plasters doesn't mean they're not unwell. Mm. And I think I think that was a perfect explanation of, you know, you, you cannot judge just by appearances or just by, you know, and e- even the parents themselves. I mean, you were very in-depth. All three of them, their families were very much involved. You know, one family uh, travelled 300 miles every yeah, weekend. 300 mile to round be, trip. Yeah, to be with their daughter. Um, I don't know some families that would do that. And these situations aren't the case. I know fa- you know, you hear of families that won't even walk around the corner to see their children, you know, once they leave home or whatever. Uh, and I appreciate they were sort of on the cusp of, you say, between sort of 16 and 18, uh, uh, you know, varying ages and, and, and situations. I, I, I just felt like they explained everything. You got to see you got to see a lot of the mental health professionals and what they're really doing and how they're caring. I think you got mm. to see more of that. You got less of the medical, less of the, the kind of like the psychological. But you got to see a lot of just like the encouragement, the constant reassurance that these young people needed. I've seen better documentaries about the same thing. Uh, don't call me crazy on BBC. I was going to say that, but that was that, that sort of bears the mm. most similarity because that was about teenage mm. girls as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. About a three-parter, wasn't it? I think. For me, uh, the most fascinating elements of it were the siblings, specifically um, yeah. Erin, young sister, Erin's oh. young sister Grace, who was so willing for a sister to come home and so looking forward to it and then jade had a twin sister who couldn't bring herself to to go into the hospital mm. and also that's that moment that i think we spoke of in the anorexia episode that louis Theroux did earlier last year of the mm. it's it's easy to get in but difficult to get out and mm. that's a terrifying thing and i didn't get the sense actually that you saw the people that Gary's talking about working with them. It wasn't so much about well, I, that. I, I didn't really I, see I, that. I think I, no, but what I'm saying is that I, I, and, and the way I'm saying it is you didn't see them working with them. What you saw was them looking after them. I and, think partic- it, and particularly with one of them and the one who suffered from the panic attacks in big crowds, you saw that it wasn't a case of giving her medication or doing all that. It was just literally sitting with her and reassuring her and knowing what the right thing to say is knowing that the ice you know, it shocked her system back into sort of, you know, that knowing these things. That yeah, was, and, and I've heard of that technique before. I've never seen it before, but I've heard mm. of that technique. In, in I, I do think I the B, I do think the BBC do these, well, and Channel Four as well. But the BBC yeah, I, do I, these I, documentaries exceptionally well, and I'm not knocking it. I felt Jade's, not Jade's, Jess, sorry, was the one who seemed to have the most issues. You know, she was oh, the one God, they yes. revived with the ice. I mean, I, yeah. I really thought it was well filmed when you saw her in, as Gary said, like the loud situations, the prom and later the sort of the presentation yeah. ceremony. Both of those scenes were the ones that will sort of stick with me the most. What you were saying about life and death row earlier about the sort of agenda, I would feel, I would say here, it was looking at the fact that, as you say, there's the one family doing the 300 mile round trip, that a lot mm. of families, and they did mention that, that a lot of families are in the same boat. 
and that Jade's family might have to travel if she, when she moves into adult care, that yeah. there isn't those sort of provisions for youngsters to be near to their families if they have to be sectioned. I think that was the agenda. Yeah. That was the story that they were trying to tell and saying, this is wrong, look at what these families are having to suffer through. You know, they're suffering through this already and now they have to, mm. the expense of travelling and things like that. If you're saying yeah. that Life and Death Row had an agenda, I would say that is the no, agenda. It's a fair, it's, it's a fair point. I would... Okay, so Girls on the Edge, a one-off which you can now catch on iPlayer as well. about this week we said uh, hello to mum the series starring leslie manville and peter mullen um she plays kathy the sort of recent she was widowed in the first series this series sees her turning 60 in the first episode her family are adorning her house with lots of um banners and balloons and stuff like that and um for those of you who watched the first series it is very sort of slow tv almost in a way you know you get this is the build-up to them all going off for a carvery together you get the different sort of sets of characters. You've got her son, Jason, and his girlfriend, Kelly, um, talking about moving out. You've got her brother and um, his girlfriend, Pauline, who's very sort of snobbish and, and doesn't understand the concept of a carvery. What is it we're going for? Uh, carvery. Carvery, yes. <laughs> You'll have to help me a little, Kathy. I've never been to a uh, carvery. carvery, yes. Yeah. Well, you've got a treat in store. Like a big roast dinner, but with four different meats. Four different meats? How sophisticated. And do the waiters carve at the table, or...? No, there's no waiters, you just queue. In a restaurant? Well, it's more like a pub, really. Uh, you help yourself to veg. Uh, there's three types of potato, and for dessert we get ice cream, because it's all you can eat. Sorry. No. OK, this is... Uh... Derek? Hey, we're going for a carvery. Yeah. Uh, there's four different meats and three types of potato, but you can go through the vegetable bit as often as you like. I'm just going to... Um, three types of potato. Roasted, boiled, dauphinoise. <laughs> Come on, Pauline. Dauphinoise. And then you've got her in-laws as well, and then you've got... Um... Michael, played by Peter Mullen, who's sort of her would-be admirer, an old friend who there's some sort of romantic feelings there. You know, listeners, that we both love this show, but yeah, Luke, have you of, got... it was our favourite, one of our favourites of 2016. It doesn't actually feel like it's been gone as long as it has. I no. don't know why. Um, but Two years. I, yeah, I watched it. I loved it. Um, I, I just think... All the Peter Mullen and, and Lindsay Manville scenes are mm. just absolutely heartbreaking. And there's a in what of... way heartbreaking? Well, I mean, there because... are some heartbreaking scenes later on. So, yeah, I, mean, there, I think it's just the, the just... fact that they they know it's sort of a knowing thing. Mm. Sort of okay. that okay. Lindsay Manville knows that he holds a bit of a candle to her and doesn't let on, and he's so socially awkward and everything we know about him. With you know when he talks about his mum and his daughters, he sounds like a really decent man, mm. and and he's he got a new shirt now as well. 
and it's it's got its heart in the right place. Yeah, it's very and the, of, the of him sorry, and go him and her, and I suppose yeah. like the royal family to an extent as well. And... Yeah, because I don't know if I said it when we talked about mum the first time round, but I remember, and I felt it this time as well. I wanted to join them at the carvery, and of course you never do. And in the royal family, I always wanted to go down the feathers with them and and that sort of thing. But actually, when the royal family went outside of the house, they were my least favourite episodes. Yes, they were much later on, much later on in the series when they came back for specials, and they felt they needed to. So I think it keeps it really special, the fact that we always see them in this setting. Kathy and Kelly have a really interesting relationship. I love that first scene where, you know, when you're talking to someone and and you just want them to tell them to shut up and she was like, who was it? Who was it? And then she looks at Kelly and, oh, it was no one. Oh, never mind. (laughs) It's it's very sweet. It's something that only the UK can do. I think it's very well realised. The dialogue all feels genuine. Um, like the the arguments about what the best way, what directions to go to to the to the carvery. Yeah. But I, I I'm so glad that BBC Two have mm. not only committed to this six part run but a further six part run as well. But it's it's very sweet natured. It's dialogue heavy. I think when we spoke about it last year, tried to convince Gary if you're not one for nuance in comedy. I thought I thought this was a lot funnier than the first one last year, and I enjoyed the first one last year. There were little lines that really made me smile. The scratch card line, I, the line about dolphin wild potatoes. Yeah. I think it takes a while to get back into the rhythm. I think that's what the issue is. I, but as soon I, as you do, you're there. I think the thing is for me is that the first episode of the first series was, you know, it you were getting in with the characters, and also it was the husband's funeral, and I think yes. you had the more... You had more poignancy there. You sort of got. Ev- I think the fact you got everyone straight away from the first episode tells you a lot about the about the yeah. series as a whole. But I think the fact it was the husband's funeral and and I think that added a poignancy to that episode. Whereas this was just her 60th birthday, and there are episodes further down the line, the third and fourth episodes of this series that I really like. But yeah, this was a good start. Some good gags. You okay, love? We're like best friends, aren't we? Well, not like friends, but like, I- I'm in love with you. Okay. Because you know age doesn't matter. Though it does, obviously, because no one's going to give a job to a baby or an old person. Do you want to talk about something? <sighs> I've just got all of these thoughts. But I'm not very good at, like, turning them into, like... It's okay, love. But it's going to be so hard for you when you don't have me and Jason here to look after you. Oh, I guess I'll just sit in the garden. Because me and Jason, we've, like, got each other. We, like, sleep together. We have sex. I've noticed. He's really good at it. (laughs) I bet he gets that off you, doesn't he? I bet you were really thorough back in the day. Go and get ready, love. (laughs) I think it's very exciting that you and Jason are getting your own place and you don't need to worry about me at all. You'll be fine. Kelly, are you ready? But I do worry about you, though. I think about you even when I'm thinking about other things. Thanks. You don't have to thank me, Cathy. I do it because I love you. Kelly. I'm just telling your mum about how empty your life's going to be when we move out. You feel real connection to those characters and, more importantly, perhaps, they feel a real connection to one another, which makes it even more believable. Um, And I love it. Tuesday's 10 o'clock, Mum Series 2, I believe, 
all of Series 1 is on iPlayer, but I don't know how long for. So if you've not seen I'll Series ch- I'll 1... I'll check that. Yeah, you do. Have you got the skills? <laughs> you can do I've that. Got the skills to pay the bills. The first one, available for 15 days. So two weeks. And I think it really would help. If you've got the time, they're only short. Six half hours, plus the new one, another six in this series as the weeks go on. Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, BBC Two. Uh, pick of the week then okay this is where we point your face at something in the next seven days that we will be watching therefore we want you to as well i will go with master chef 56 new chefs uh, one of which will be crowned britain's master chef at the end of the series uh i really like the format i really like the show uh i, I love the pacing of the show uh, and I, I just think it's a, it's a real welcome thing when it comes back to it there are criticisms it does go on for a while i mean it, it goes on a lot longer than the celebrity oh, version some um, matt um i am going to go off the beaten track and say this country which is oh on you beautiful man monday um at some point all the episodes of series two are going no drop, just one so. a week one a week oh is it one a week okay uh, Monday, uh, the first episode of Series 2 is going to drop. We love this show. Luke's oh already seen God, it. I am yet funny. to see it, but we'll obviously watch it um, as soon as... Well, in the next week. Um, but yeah, this is the <laughs> documentary set in the... Or the, doc, the mockumentary, mockumentary set in West Country starring uh, Charlie and Daisy Cooper uh, playing the cousins Kerry and Curtin. And it is just, it's just lovely. So there's mine. And yeah, Luke, lovely. go. I'm going to struggle. Obviously, Mum's continuing 24 hours and A&E I, is continuing. Go I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I don't normally promote things I haven't seen, although I have heard good things about Save Me, which is the brand-new drama on Sky Atlantic on Wednesday night. This, unlike this country, is all going to drop as a Skybox set on ah. Wednesday. Uh, Lenny James has both written and has starred in this, and Saran Jones is back. It's basically Lenny James being accused of the abduction of the daughter he barely knows and Saran Jones starring as uh, the the uh, daughter's mother. It, uh, from what I've heard, it's very good. Um, and I'm hoping it is because the, the talent involved, Stephen Graham's in there as well, mm. would lend me to believe that it is. But Sky Drama, I haven't connected with so often. Okay, uh, we do all our social media stuff. Basically, search the custard TV across the following platforms iTunes, where you can review us, YouTube, where you can find various different reviews of different shows. Matt will update that at some point. Facebook, where you can like us, and we need a couple of new likes, please. And, and all the normal podcast apps, search the custard TV podcast uh, and, and don't forget tinder where you can swipe right the custard tv podcast is where we all are but we're also on twitter individually if you fancy a chat so i'm at luke custard tv matt isn't because matt is i'm at cb bites and gary is at the gary show and if you haven't got enough characters on Twitter and you want to send us an email, there's an option for that as well. We've only gone and set up an email address because we're internet whiz kids. That's custard TV reviews with an S at the end at gmail.com. Send us a question. Maybe you disagree with our opinions on all the different shows this week. You'd like to give your own custard TV reviews at gmail.com. Send us an email whenever the fancy takes you. We'll be back next week to discuss amongst other things, 
Um, Save me, this country. Seven me. seconds on Netflix. Oh yes. Isn't that Seven's... a song by Yusandor and Nina Cherry? Yes, the, yes. I, I thought it was the Yusandor story. Yeah. <laughs> this is the dramatic retelling of that. Into this world, has no concept. All right, I can't. I can't sing the French bits though. So. <laughs> oh, I can. Je ne sais Somehow that's Arabic. How have you done that? <laughs> I, <don't, yeah. laughs> I think you've probably insulted an entire nation there so we've probably learned swear words then my work here is done <laughs> okay we'll be back soon take care this has been he had on you now the Castor tv podcast bye-bye rate and review us wherever you find us i think that it's programs like this that help people realize that they're not alone search the custard tv on youtube itunes and facebook Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.